Hey Coconuts, today we're going to talk about overcoming the self-hate when you spend. I'm sure you feel it. Some people say consuming is this amazing experience, but then after you think about it, oh, should I really buy this? What if I want to get the other? What about my long-term plans? So there's a lot of all these stuff ongoing and, you know, it's not always a simple way. Of course, you just buy chicken rice, it's a bit easier. But when you want to do bigger purchases, sometimes you feel it, buyer remorse, all the words for it. But I want to actually use this as a point to then press further into why you feel this self-hate. It's not just about, you know, do this, do that, overcome it. But what underpins this? What are some of the roles that you play that may be causing this dissonance when you spend money? So welcome back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fit our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. So today, we are going to focus on how do you overcome this self-hate when you spend? But like I have established in the opening of the podcast, I'm actually a lot more interested in some of the roles that the modern individual play. Let's say the millennials, okay? Gen Z, maybe next time the roles are different. I don't know. Huh? So why do I want to talk about the roles? Because these roles that you play from a day-to-day basis governs how you think, governs your goals, governs your choices, and by extension then creates this dissonance, especially when the goals are not aligned. Because you have multiple roles that you play, and when they are not aligned, there's this friction that causes self-hate, self-doubt, irritation, and you know, something that is supposed to be fun, enjoyable, exciting, like travelling, or I don't know what else do you find exciting, that you're going to spend a lot of money on, uh, then turn out to be a lot more complicated and a big mix of emotions and not as simple as it is. Personal story, I just put out about $2,000, okay, about $1,000 to get my tickets, uh, get my air tickets. I'm flying to London and I'm also flying to Paris and I'll be back in mid-July. So it's supposed to be a very fun thing, very exciting, or at least that's what everybody tells me, right? But when I put out the money to book and know that I'm going to be spending a lot more because lodging and all is very expensive there, then I start to feel like, oh, you know, am I doing myself a disservice? Am I like impeding my long-term goals? And all that. So all these things... Then made me want to, of course, uh, talk about the budget tips, uh, which is an early episode. If you're not checked out, you should check it out. But also made me want to talk about this whole dissonance and emotions that we feel. So to keep it simple, I fundamentally believe that um, the modern human, like millennials, okay, most of us, uh, have it harder than the older people or like the older generation. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not saying that, you know... Uh, Farming, it's easy, or like slavery is, is good and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying all those things, right? But what I'm saying, it's harder in a sense that the modern human has to do a lot more things than uh, people in the past, right? Um, there are a lot more roles than that people do today than, than in the past. Of course, the common ideas be like father, son, you know, like 
I don't know, your career, whatever, your principal, you're the governor, um, and all that. Okay, there are many different roles, and today I only want to focus on a few specific ones. But let me bring you a little bit earlier in ancient China. I don't dare to speak for other races, but just for the Chinese people, because I think I am you know, sufficiently uh, okay to speak for the Chinese people. <laughs> so there was a period of time in ancient China that you didn't even need to think of how to spend money, right? There was collective spending within the family. You made money, you put the money into this pool, and then the elders in the family will decide how to spend the money. Yeah, you get a little bit of a token sum, you know, but these people decide how to spend your money. There's a reason why the Chinese put their surname in front of everything, right? So this whole family thing, uh, very complicated. We can talk about this another time. But recognize that there was a period of time, all you need to do was probably just to make money and just you know, spend however little that you have, which is not really spending a lot of money, right? So now people have to kind of decide how to spend this whole money, right? So there's a new whole role called the consumer that you participate in. And you realize that, hey, there are more and more roles, more and more roles that the individual have to do today. So as much as you want to believe that, oh, life is great, you can do anything, you can be anyone. Actually, I do think a lot of people feel very... Um, trouble and struggle with this whole, you know, I need to do this, I need to do that. How do I do all these things at once? And that is what we're going to talk about today, okay? So barring getting overly simplistic uh, with what do you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis, I do think there are three major roles that all of us play. And I'm going to walk us through these three and at the end talk about how do we overcome this self-tape and and dumb and all those stuff, right? They come in a package. Right? All sorts of different experiences, different emotions, but they come in a package. Essentially, there's dissonance and friction. So we move into the very first role that most of us will play, and that is uh, labor, right? So most of us fall into the laborer class, uh, if you don't yet recognize. In the backdrop of capitalism, uh, this is a very crude way of differentiating people, and labor is probably the bulk of the people. I will not go into the discussion of like, how do you look at labor? Is capitalism good? You know, all that. We will slowly, slowly talk about these things. Uh, but just this one main role of labor is what most of us will do. Yeah, and it's very simple, right? You sell your service to the highest bidder. That is the goal of labor. At least that's the main goal of labor, to sell at the highest price to the best bidder. Of course, over time, the definition of the best bidder has changed because these days people talk about culture, people talk about experience, people talk about like, you know, um, growth and, and all these other things, which is not unfounded, but I do want to press you a little bit on where do these ideas come from? If you think about it, most of these big ideas of like uh, office culture, you know, um, growth, progress, you know, acceptance, safe space, all a lot of these come from the big tech companies, right? So a lot of these ideas they come from the big tech companies, like it or not, and the big tech companies have an interesting phenomenon. The interesting phenomenon is as with the financial companies and the engineering companies of the earlier days, the big tech companies have been enriching their population. So they've been enriching their labor to a level where these guys start to have a lot of money. You know, when you first start as a graduate, you have a lot of student debt. Okay, in Singapore, not a lot, but decent student debt. And maybe your first two years, you don't have a lot of money, but you work four, five, six, seven, eight years. Eight years in the tech firms or in the big tech firms, you start to have a lot of money, right? 400,000 sitting around. And you start to question like, oh, what do I really want? 
you know, now I have all these resources, what can I do? And this is the evolution of an individual's goals, right? When you first start as a labourer, you have nothing, you don't negotiate, you get the best of what you can, and then you move. After a while, your circumstances change, you have experience, you've got network, you've got connections, you've got money, and now you start to go for the higher order goals. You go for the higher order needs that a lot of people will have, right? So relationship, respect, love, growth, actualization, all these in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which then informs these big tech companies to be like, hey, if we want to keep our people at work, uh, we need to help them fulfill all these other goals. Now you recognize where it comes from. These ideas do not come up from thin air. No ideas come up from thin air. There must be some context, some situation that create these ideas. So from big tech companies coming up with all these big ideas of growth, culture, safe space, blah, blah, blah. These things then get perfumed into other companies, right? Then, oh, now everyone feels like these are things that we should go for. Every labourer now feels like if you don't have a safe space, you don't have growth opportunity, you don't give me uh, you know, place to actualize, you don't give me all these, I will not work for you. All right? So it's very interesting. But if you think about it, can all companies provide you all these? The answer is no. Right? Because a lot of companies, they are in old, they are in, they are in aging businesses, they are in matured businesses, they cannot afford to give you all these things. Um, maybe your financial companies can, maybe some of your I don't know who else can really give you financial companies and tech companies probably are the only ones that can provide um, pretty much these things, right? That, that the modern laborer wants. But thanks for going on a tangent with me. Barring aside all these things, when we really bring it back down to the identity and the role of a labor and what is the main goal of labor, it is really to get the most out of the skills that you have, right? So sell it to the highest bidder at the best price. Pretty much that's the situation. So with this in mind as the goal, I want to kind of push you a little bit on how do you then get higher wages? How do you then try to make a little bit more money? Huh? So of course, a lot of people will tell you, you know, you got to be more opportunistic, you got to, you know, be productive, you got to grow, you got to do all this, which is great, well and good. We will talk about this in another podcast, but I want to take this opportunity to plant this idea of collective bargaining back into your head because so far, I've not heard anybody talk about this anymore. The unionization and all these things no longer exist uh, even in the Singapore space or at least in the Singapore space. I don't hear a lot of these things. And I want to uh, bring you this idea that one of the most successful you know, informal union of the day, of this time, of our era, is actually the Grab Drivers. If you go and search, uh, Grab Drivers Meet the People session. Just go to YouTube search. A big bunch, about maybe close to 80, 100 of them, went to the Meet the People session and attacked the MP. Uh, not, not directly, but like, you know, protest and, you know, in some ways are protest. Like, like, so they were very unhappy. They were organized there. They went in and then they pressured the MP. Eventually, now what you see, you see that eh, there are still electronic bikes on the streets. Right? <laughs> People are still riding it. The drivers are still using it. Remember, there was a period of time, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember that there was a period of time we were talking about banning e-scooters. Why, why is it still around? Right? So this is the power of collective. Collective bargaining, collective organization, unions are very strong. So I want to take this opportunity to plant this back into you that maybe, maybe in our era, we should start to think a little bit more about the power of the union, the power of the collective, bargain together. Because as a laborer, while there's this endless, you know, talk about productivity, blah, 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 because... 
Um, you want to meet your goal, which is to get the most out of what you have, sell your skill set to the best buyer and the biggest companies, maybe we should collectively bargain. That gives us a lot more strength. Right? And that is a whole different discussion for another day. But the laborer is the basic identity of most of us, which is why it has to be the first role that we play. Now I bring you the second role and you start to see the interesting parts of how some of these roles interact. The second role that we play on a day-to-day -day basis is the consumer. So the consumer's main goal is very simple. You may already have it in your head and I will share with you a little bit more after a word from our sponsor. Okay, so consumer. Um, the role of the consumer is very simple. Like, I mean, the auntie, the typical stereotyp stereotypical auntie of Singapore kind of captures it, right? Getting the most using the least, right? So bargain, right? Get the most using the least. Actually, as a laborer, you also bargain. Uh, but that's a different discussion. As a consumer, I think the very simple idea is get the most, use the least, right? How do you define the most? Uh, then that encapsulates all these other ideas of like your self-identity. What do you want to achieve? What are your goals? And you know what matters to you? All those things, uh, they do add up. Uh, that's a different discussion. But the base idea is, as a consumer, your goal is to get the most out of the least. Very simple. I don't really need to teach you. People go for bargain hunting. People do uh, group buys, uh, collective bargaining also, right? Essentially group buys. Uh, I think, I think secondhand, and there are a lot of uh, interesting ways that people are using to try to stretch their money and, and get the most, trying to you know, buy during prime time, which is why a lot of uh, all these advertisements, are, they're trying to make you feel like, oh yeah, it's good, good. Like you're getting a bang for your buck and then they try to drive you to do all that, right? It's trying to appeal to your role as a consumer. The interesting part then comes here. First, you're a laborer. Second, you're a consumer. You realize that when you're a consumer, you don't really think about that role of a laborer. Right? So a laborer is an ongoing role that you kind of play, right? At least eight hours a day, right? Or eight hours a day within a week. You go to, to work and be like, ah. So you're constantly reminded that you're an employee, right? Okay, or in this case, I'll just call the laborer. But the consumer is a role that you don't play always. It's not very often. But when you, when you play the role of a consumer, you don't really think about, hey, I'm a laborer. No, you just enjoy, right? You just go to the mall, you spend, you do what you want, you, you, you enjoy, you try to get the best deals that, that, that is out there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And so this then causes a lot of interesting spending habits. Um, People rack up credit card bills because of this. And uh, there are a lot of interesting discussions that can happen based on this consumer identity. Which is also why a lot of uh, personal finance people, right, they will tell you to um, engineer some pain into the consumption habit or into the consumption process. How do they engineer this pain? They engineer this pain by suggesting that, oh, when you look at this price, $50, instead of looking at this thing that you're trying to buy at $50, 
Look at it as how many hours am I going to spend at work? That is essentially marrying the role of the labourer into the consumer, trying to take all this pain that you face at work, which I'm sure you do, even I do, right? So take all this pain that you face at work to stamp and, you know, kind of jerk your consumption uh, identity and consumption role. And that is when you start to see people create dissonance. Right? At some level, it is, um, I would say, okay. It's a healthy to healthy way to go about doing it if you manage it properly. But at the extreme, it becomes, oh my God, I cannot spend because I end up having to work a lot longer. Hashtag fire. Right? I cannot spend because I hate my job and I'm going to stay for very long if I spend, 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 spend. Right? So you start to see these roles judge each other. Right, if you marry them together, right, the laborer judging the consumer, the consumer judging the laborer, causing this health hate and dissonance. Very, very problematic. Which uh, it's not great, lah, because it then becomes a situation where when you're a laborer, you you don't really, you know, give your it then, which is not great because it comes to a situation where when you're trying to do your role as a consumer, you cannot really do it to the maximum. Right? You don't really learn how to be a better consumer. You just try to draw the pain you know, as a laborer. Think about it. Okay, think about it. Huh? By engineering this pain from the role of a laborer into the consumer role, you are not learning how to be a better consumer. You are not learning about what do you really want? How do you value price? How do you value these things? What, how do, consum- how do um, production processes come together? Why are prices charged this way? You are not learning all these things. You are just drawing pain from, la- from your laborer identity into your consumer identity to then jerk your consumption habits, which is not great. Right. If you want to be great, you gotta to learn to be a great laborer, and you gotta to learn to be a great consumer, and to learn to be a great consumer, you gotta learn some of these things that I have just mumbled as we were discussing this. Right? So interesting, interesting, interesting ideas. Huh? This is your second role as a consumer. Which brings me to my third role that I think um, it's very modern, uh, very new age, probably only people our time and our next generation really feel and experience, and that is the role of the money manager. The role of the money manager um, is quite clear-cut also, okay, which is to accumulate surplus, grow wealth, and you know some will push to, say, create passive income. And all these are built on the bedrock of capitalism, right? Uh, it's built on the modern financial system. It's built on the markets. It's built on pretty much um, what you understand as investing today, okay? So um, there's a reason why people find it very complicated. I think a lot of people will find it very complicated. Uh, and that is because uh, as a laborer, it's a lot easier. From When you're younger, you already do some sort of laborer. Okay? It's, you're not paid, but at home, you're told to do things. You know, there's some sort of experience over time, right? Then you will negotiate with your parents. Like, okay, you want me to do this, right? I, gotta, I, want, I want this other thing. Right? Or you want me to study hard? Okay, you must give me a PS4 if I get straight A's. Right? So there's already some sort of inkling of uh, being a laborer since young, so you learn over time. Consumer, same thing. Over time, you learn, right? Okay, when you're younger, you love this thing. After a while, you realize that... There's something else that's a bit better. It's, it's, I always use the ramen theory, right? Uh, remember the Ajisan ramen? Ajisan, I don't know why it's still around, but Ajisan ramen, at some point in time in Singapore, was the only ramen and everybody thought it was the best ramen. Until after a while, the other ramen that come in and you'll be like, eh, Ajisan maybe not so nice. Ah. Right? There's something else to compare. So that's why I call the ramen theory, right? You compare. If there's no basis of comparison, you don't know better. But 
these two roles, the laborer and the consumer, you have some time to learn over time. So you have kind of picked up over the years, right? Whether you are vividly aware or not, right? So, and when you start to have a little bit more money, yeah, you can do a little bit better of these two things. Great. But the money manager role, the third role, which is pretty much the big discussion in personal finance, is the part that is very iffy and very difficult to understand because you are pretty much starting from zero. You're starting from a ground where uh, you don't really have a lot of surplus. You never really learn to manage, which is why I think a lot of parents should try to give your kids you know, uh, the, the chance to learn to manage money. Okay, But that's a different discussion. The base idea is because a lot of us are inexperienced, suddenly we have this whole road that we need to pick up. It becomes very scary. It becomes very problematic and uh, we struggle. So some people will then choose to offload this road to someone else, which is what we call the professionals, right? Your investors, your wealth experts, your financial planners, whatever you want to call your robo-advisors, whatever you use to offload this role, you realize that some people feel very comfortable with that. And in fact, some people even feel happier by offloading this role to someone else, to an expert. And that is because they no longer have to struggle with this goal of the third role within their trio in themselves. Because first you have to struggle with your laborer, then you're going to struggle with the goals of consumers, then now you have to struggle with the wealth manager. Three roles are kind of actively making it hard for you because one judges the other, the other judges the other. So when you can outsource the third role, it becomes extremely easy, right? Now you have two roles instead of three, which is why a lot of people, when I talk to them, I can kind of see why people feel like, yeah, you know, I've outsourced it somewhere else. Great, good. And that's a whole different discussion altogether. But at this point, I want you to realize that this is exactly why you feel this whole dissonance, this friction, this hatred, this stifling emotion when you're trying to do each of them. Because some of their goals counter, right? The goal of the laborer, the goal of the consumer, and the goal of the money manager, they, they actually have friction. The goal of the laborer and the goal of the money manager definitely has friction. Why? Because as a laborer, you want to make more money, right? You want to make more money, you want to um, sell to the best buyer. But as a, as a money manager, you want to look for companies or you want to invest in companies that can give you the most profit. And to give you the most profit, underpinning has to reduce cost. Which then is like, oh yeah, then, you know, all these laborers, which is why some of these people will play up this whole, like, oh, you know, laborers are, are being squeezed and all that, which, which, is, which is interesting, appealing to your laborer identity, right, your role. Of course, the consumer and the money manager has this dissonance also, right, which is where you want to consume and experience the best now, but your money manager wants it to be a lot further down, right? They want to grow, they want to accumulate wealth so that in the future, maybe you can consume more in the future or you can fit this arbitrary goal of the future of what is the quality of life and what is the kind of money that you want to go for. And of course, we have established that laborer and consumer, these days, there's some sort of friction because people engineer it in, right? Uh, how much, how much you want to spend on this essentially is how many hours you spend at work. So when you recognize that these few roles have friction against each other, it becomes very painful inside. And I don't need to explain to you further why it's very painful inside. You know better. So I'm going to give you the solution that I have used for myself that I think works, okay? It's very cute, very cute solution. And that is to ask permission. <laughs> so these three roles, they are in me, right? They, 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 I, I, I'm a laborer, I'm a consumer, I'm a money manager. Yes, these are three roles are in me. And I do all three myself. I don't outsource any, okay? So I do all three myself and I strive to get the best uh, and be better in all these three over time. 
but they feel the dissonance. So when they feel the dissonance, I will get my consumer me to ask permission for my wealth manager me. Let's say like, okay, let's say we contextualize, uh, we contextualize. So they feel the dissonance. And then we, we bring it back to the context of me trying to travel to Europe, right? Very soon I'm flying to London. What I was doing, I was getting my consumer me. It's like, okay, you know, we're going to spend on this. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do the best of what we can and try to get the most experiences. Maybe try to interview some people there. Great. At the same time, hey, your long-term financial goals are intact. Your strategy is there. You're not going to be broke. You're not going to break down. You know, it's not going to like swing you far off. You as a money manager, you are doing fine. It's okay. Let's just spend. So that is the consumer me giving the money manager me the permission to spend. And this to me is the mark of uh, how do you work through some of this dissonance in these three roles. They have different goals and maybe some of the goals are changing and at the same time, they run counter. So ask permission, compartmentalize your spending, which I think we've talked about it for a long time, investing, savings, have multiple bank accounts, separate them. But at the core, it's a psychological thing. It is not a strategic thing. So for the psychological element, learn to ask permission. Right? To me, that is the best. And in closing, if I push you further, think about how you are then speaking to these roles of the people you're talking to. Let's say your loved ones. Sometimes you are coming from the money manager you to talk to the consumer other. So let's say your partner. Your partner is thinking in a consumer brain. And you are coming from the money manager brain or the money manager role to talk to the consumer role of your partner. It's definitely going to be very, very high. It causes a lot of pain. So why not you know, recognize that you know, your partner is in the consumer situation. Talk to them as a consumer yourself. And also at the same time, appeal to their money manager self. Right? So when you start to recognize people are using different roles and different uh, situations when you communicate with them, then you can better communicate with them and you know come to better terms and you know see each other where they are right so i think this is extremely important and i do believe that by compartmentalizing and uh, asking permission and recognizing where each of us are you will be able to come to better terms with different roles and eventually overcome this self hate uh, as a consumer because yala i think in the modern day so far, consumption is quite a bedrock in the way we live life and quite a bedrock in the way we enjoy. Right? So I hope that this episode helps you to get a little bit you know, more clarity on some of the roles that we play and how do you then manage the multiple goals that these roles have and not judge yourself when you spend money. Lah. Okay, so I'm going to sum up today the three roles that we play. Number one, we are a laborer. Like it or not, across the board, most of us are laborers. In fact, maybe 90% of us, we are laborers. And our main goal is to sell at the highest price to the bidder. As to why certain things uh, exist, like why do people want um, certain characteristics to be, to be in their workplace these days, like safe space or that, I've already established it. Uh, recognize what is the main role that you're going for and focus on it. Right? There are many other things that you can achieve out of the workplace. Your workplace is not supposed to be this haven that, uh, that meets everything that you need. 
Which brings me to point number two, the second role that we play is consumer, right? So the underlying goal of the consumer is very simple. Get the best, the biggest bang for your buck, right? Get the most out of spending the least. Huh? Look at the auntie, they know what to do. The interesting part is when the consumer interacts with the third role and that is the money manager because a lot of the money manager's role is accumulate surplus, grow wealth and create passive income. They want to do longer term. Consumers want to do now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So think about it. These are the three roles. They have dissonance, but to overcome them, hey, give yourself permission, compartmentalize your spending, and you know, speak to any partner or anybody else that you're trying to talk to and recognize which role they are at. Speak to them in the same role and speak to the other role that you're playing in their life. I hope this will help you depress the whole uh, self-hate and friction and dissonance when you are spending your money or even when you're managing your money and negotiating for higher wages any other questions please put in the comment section we will keep discussing this and i hope you learned something useful today see ya Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Uh, like our Telegram group, like, join our Telegram group, like our Instagram, share our TikTok, you know, we're trying to be TikTok famous, like, share, follow, 5-star rating. You get the idea, right? Just help us push our name out there, get ourselves out there so that, you know, we can do more for you and yeah, more than you, right? So... Just join us, follow our telegram, sign up for email newsletter. You get it. See ya! Okay, Coconut. So yeah, I hope you find more comfort in spending. I mean, I struggled with spending for a long, long, long time. I had financial anxiety, essentially, right? So it took me a while. Maybe that's why I'm a little bit clearer of how some of these things work, okay? And yeah, I hope you find the strength to spend well and, you know, essentially don't hate yourself so much, right? If So what if, if it's a bad spending? Then you learn, right? And then you kind of move forward, right? So I think that's the idea that I hold close to for life and next week we're going to talk a little bit about cpf right some of these interesting uh things that you can do with cpf that i think a lot of people don't talk about right so some of these new ideas or whatever you right so cpf uses that you didn't think of so that'll be next week i see you take care